1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. All right. I got some information for you here. Now, don't worry. There will not be a quiz. You don't have to remember this. You don't have to write it down. You don't have to pull over if you're driving and take notes, but I, I'm just going to give you a series of numbers. That's all it is. Again, don't worry about remembering them exactly. You, you, I just want to give you an idea of the range. Okay. And then I'll explain why I'm doing this. So it's 10 numbers. Here they are. 18, 23, 19, 22, 25, 14, 25, 28, 40, and 26. That is a group of 10 numbers. And why do I give you those numbers tonight? Well, as you know, on Friday, the Oilers improved to 9-1 on the regular season with that dramatic 6-5 overtime win over the New York Rangers. They have won nine of their first 10 games for the first time in team history. It's their best start in terms of wins. It matches their best start in terms of points after 10 games, an 84-85 They uh, they started 8-0-2, so 18 out of their first 20 available points. So they get their ninth win of the season in game number 10. That list that I just gave you, the game number in each season of the decade of darkness in which the Oilers recorded their ninth victory. So the decade of darkness, the 10 consecutive years the Oilers missed the playoffs from 06-07 to 15 16 10 years in a row out of the playoffs and then they got in in 16 17 so that was that was the game number for each of those years in which they got their ninth victory 18 23 19 22 25 14 25 28 40 and 26 let's just look at the two extremes there the 14 is from the eleven, twelve 12 season that's pretty quick to get to nine wins. Now, of course, that was the season Nikolai Habibulin started the year playing just absolutely outstanding. Had a great save percentage, and he stole some games for the Oilers along the way. And they started nine three and two. Obviously, it didn't last. The forty, my God, the forty! Like I was, I was hosting that season. I even I didn't remember it was. It was took that long. In 1415, it was the Oilers' 40th game of the season in which they won their ninth game. It was January 4th. Contrast that to doing it on November 5th. It was January 4th. They beat the New York Islanders 5-2. Their record improved, and I put that in air quotes, to 922 and 9. This was the season in which Dallas Aikens uh, Dallas Aikins, pardon me, started the, the season uh, in his second year as head coach and uh, was fired when the Oilers were 7-19 and 5 and Todd Nelson came in already in the first 40 games of that season. So basically the halfway point the Oilers had had an 11 game winless streak in which they went 0-7 and 4. And they had had a nine game winless streak. It was partway through that, that they uh, replaced Akins with uh, Nelson. They went o seven 7 2 on that run. And uh, finally in their 40th game of the season, they got the ninth victory. Man, oh man, bit of a contrast, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, by the way, in 1617, when the Oilers finally made the playoffs, they did pretty well. Good start. They got their ninth win of the season in their uh, 13th game and uh, went on to end the decade of darkness. And yes, then I know they missed the playoffs again the, the following two years. But if I keep it to a decade, it's the 10 years in a row in which they weren't able to qualify. How are you doing tonight? How are you feeling after that game Friday? And, uh, you know, I think kind of a good thing. That the Oilers didn't have a game on the weekend. We get a couple extra days to uh, talk about that big one and uh, sort of bask in the moment. Happy to hear from you tonight as well. 7804960063 is the hotline presented by Certain Teed Professional Grade Building Materials. That's also the number you can text. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R E I D W I L K I N S, and the email is Inside Sports at 630 I And I want to go there now in terms of what it was like. In the arena on Friday night, and I think there's some interesting discussion about the magnitude of that game that we can have tonight. I first of all want to get to just a quick little clip of audio that's really fun, and then I'll explain it here. After the game on overtime, open line, Rob Brown and I are doing the show, talking about the victory. We're taking your calls, and Gene called in and offered this little nugget. So first, first time caller and.
0: I also for, I also attended my first ever Oilers game and I wanna I wanted to say it was very special. Uh, yeah, it was very special.
1: <laughs> that's your first NHL game in person. <laughs> How are you gonna top it, Gene? My goodness, <laughs> like that's like, I, I, man, oh man. It's like the first restaurant you go is some three-star Michelin restaurant in the south of France. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever been out for dinner. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> don't bother going out for fast food ever. My goodness. Now, here's the thing. Gene, uh, not a new hockey fan. I asked him how long he'd been cheered for the Oilers. Uh, for actually for 15 years though, like uh, since when I moved to Canada from the Philippines in 2006 during oh, awesome. the cup final run, Cup final run, and I would say this was like a
0: like my debut game, live Oilers game. It's all good. Oh, awesome. It was awesome. A, hey, hey, come back there. They all are like this. <laughs> Oh, I, I, lo- I love, like, uh, it, I would say it's a very special
1: night, like with Kevin Lowe's number for going to the Raptors and I would say, like, uh, it, they did it for Kevin Lowe. I would, that's, that's one way to sum it up. Well, good for Gene. So a, a fan for 15 years, like he said, came to Edmonton from the Philippines in time to get on the bandwagon for 2006, and that's pretty cool. Finally got to go to a game at Roger's Place, and he gets to see that one in person pretty memorable Uh, I know I'll remember it and hey I'm getting a little old and crusty I've seen a lot of games hockey and otherwise over the course of my broadcasting career and I'm not near as crusty as some of the other guys in the Oilers Media Corps trust me so when something special happens you know it and it stands out and the, the fans were incredible. I, I've talked to, to so many people the last few days or texted with so many people. I mean, I've even had a couple of uh, relatives who I would not really consider sports fans by by any means text me about seeing highlights of McDavid's goal and ask me what it was like in the building. Uh, also had a pretty interesting call. I want to play a clip of this one. A, a gentleman named Jason called in to Robin me.
0: So many years I've seen it where the Oilers are down and the fans... They're nowhere to be found. There's no energy in the building. There's nothing. And today we're down, but the energy was still up and high. And I think that's what drove the team to actually come back the way they did.
1: Yeah, you know, I I thought that was really interesting what Jason said. And it's funny because it falls into a very broad scope of uh, some conversations we've had in recent weeks. We've talked about who, uh, about, in-game promotions and keeping the crowd excited, and I—I I believe I am in the minority of sports fans who attend live sporting events where I don't care about the uh, the competitions on the scoreboard or people singing karaoke or the or the super dogs or or whatever. I'm I'm there for the game, and and I'll, and I'll get more into that as we go along here. But I'll, I'll say this: I don't fault fans for being quiet, disengaged, whatever you want to call it, if the product on the ice, the field, the court, or whatever isn't very good. Like, I'm going to tell you something here. The, the Oilers missed the playoffs for 10 consecutive years. You guys had nothing to do with that. And I understand if if you went to a game and your team's down 4-1 halfway through the second period and you don't really feel like standing up and cheering because they had one good shift to forechecking. Now, maybe that's going to change because the team is better and we got that probably more of that good old B word belief that, hey, maybe a good shift or two can turn it around and can keep us pushing for the playoffs and maybe near the top of the standings. I don't fault anybody who, you know, felt uh, felt a little jaded or didn't have as much energy to cheer when the Oilers were out of the playoffs or when any team is, is doing poorly out of the playoffs. Hey, I've told you guys several times, I, I have seasons tickets to the Edmonton Elks. Obviously I couldn't go Friday. I went to the first six home games. I wasn't as engaged getting loud for the defense as I was when the team was better. I wasn't because I didn't have that. I'm like, what I'm going to cheer for them to make a stop. And then it, they, they probably won't. And even if they do, the offense is going to give the ball right back. Like, what? you know what I mean? So I, I I think that a, a loud crowd can spur a team. It can inspire the team, but I think it starts with the quality of the team. I, I, I don't personally, I don't think it starts it starts with the fans. It has to start. With team ability and team performance and that usually draws the fans into it and hey maybe there's going to be some nights where you guys do help the orders a little bit when you when you go to the games and i'm not saying there weren't nights in in the past when the orders weren't very good where the crowd wasn't into it um you you know and 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 probably didn't spur on the team but you, you know if you look back on uh, and I think Jason was kind of saying, well, my goodness, why weren't the fans just louder in the past? Maybe they could have helped the team. I don't think so. I think the team has to help itself first. And then that gets the ball rolling with the noise in the building as well.
0: All right. Seven, eight- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. Whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, Go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy
1: price, Priceline. 04960063, I got to take a quick timeout. We got Robert standing by. We got plenty of time for open line. It's Inside Sports on chat all right appreciate you tuning in tonight we got the rangers leading the panthers two nothing in the second period panthers 10-0-1 on the season Capitals up three one on the Sabers, that's in the second period. And after the first, Los Angeles in Toronto with a two nothing lead. Andreas Athanasiu, who is briefly in Edmonton Oiler, has his first of the season for the Kings. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Robert on the line. Hey Robert, go ahead.
0: Hey Reed, how you doing? Quite well. Well, I guess, uh, I, guess I want to touch a little bit on like you're talking about there, like, uh, how, like what is. What it's like being a fan when the team's bad, and uh, I go back to the 2010, 2011 season. I went to quite a few games when the team was bad, and I remember, and I can I, ju- I just remember the uh, 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 the atmosphere in the building was nothing was nothing like what it sounded like on Friday. Friday I wasn't there, but th- the interesting thing was I was, uh, I was with, the, with my junior B team where you're having a fundraiser night at a bar downtown. Watching the game, the others are down four-one. I say to the say to one of the coaches next to me, uh, "Game's over. They're going to lose." And then he and then he then he turns around and says to me, "They're good. They're going to win in overtime. And if they win, you got to you got to buy me a drink." They came back and they they came back and they won. I had to buy him a drink. Well, what junior you B team are you with, if you don't mind me asking? With the uh, 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 I work for a team called the uh, Edmonton Mustangs out of the. Uh, Capital Junior
1: Hockey League. Right, okay. Yeah, I used to cover, when I was in Lloyd Minster, I used to cover the Northeastern Alberta Junior B League. The uh, Lloyd Bandits were pretty good. Uh, Wainwright had a couple of good teams. Uh, Vermilion, Frey was in the league. Cold Lake, who else? uh, Kill them. Black Labish had a team, but they folded. But anyway, that's cool, man. Yeah, well, I hope it was a good beverage you bought your buddy, and now you're probably never going to say that again, are you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, most of Uh, most likely not but uh, yeah no I think uh, yeah no I mean I think it's uh, you know I know we're only 10 games in it's it's too early to say you know yeah they're gonna yeah they're gonna win the West yeah they're gonna win the cup but I mean you know what I think uh, I think the best thing we can do now we can just sit back and enjoy the ride yeah they're gonna have struggles, but I mean you know what I think we're I think we're in a situation where you know we we worry about the lows when they happen when the team's riding high you just you know you just enjoy it all right, thanks, Robert. Have a good night.
1: Thanks, thanks for calling. That's uh, Robert on the Certainty Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Interesting story. <laughs> Watching the game and uh, his buddy telling him that the Oilers were going to come back and win in overtime. So uh, Robert owed his uh, owed his buddy a drink. I, I think and, and and the fan thing. And, and I mean, look, it's. I guess I have always said like, I'm not going to tell you how to, how to be a fan. I I mean, hopefully you're, you're enjoying this. I know Rob and I got a question Friday. Well, do they have good enough goaltending? And Rob was like, well, who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs? Why not just enjoy it for the time being? Um, I I guess the, the, what this comes down to, if you want to talk about the atmosphere in buildings and how loud fans are for their teams, and do some fan bases have reputations for being louder than others, yeah, sure, but I think part of that is the the momentum gets going where oh, this building I've heard this building is loud, and then you kind of believe it, whether it is or not i I guess the the question if you want to boil it down to is it the fans responsibility to fire up the team or is it the team's responsibility to fire up the fans? And I would say it's the team's responsibility to fire up the fans. They are the performers. They are the ones doing their jobs. The, the fans are the ones paying their money and hoping to be entertained at the end of the day. And, you know, wins are more entertaining if if uh, you're there pulling for one of the teams. I mean, I, I, like, Sure. Will a comedian say some crowds might be better than others, maybe a little more lively? Yeah, for sure. But ultimately, the comedian has to tell the funny jokes to get the audience laughing. The audience doesn't have to laugh first to get the comedian going, so that's that's why I I, I put it that way. I, I know some people see it differently. I've talked to some people over the years that think the the fans got to get into it. They got to pull the team along, and yes, I think that can happen. But ultimately, if it's going to happen on a consistent basis, and if if Roger's place is going to be considered a, a really loud, lively building, then I think it's it's the team performance first. Okay. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can chime in on that. Uh, we'll talk more about the Oilers, the vibe Friday night, the game itself, where it might rank among the best in the history of the Oilers regular season only. I'm going to confine it to that. Kelly Rudy's coming up too, and Bob Stoffer is going to check in from Detroit. That's where the Oilers play tomorrow for Furtis Family Oilers Hockey Faceoff Show is going to be at four p.m. The puck will drop at five thirty p.m from Little Caesars Arena. Anybody going to be serving up pizzas in that game? I wonder. Back after the news and weather. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.